them come. This is their fate. All right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay, here with my near and dear friends, Jalen and Josh. Jalen, you were took the week off last time. Everybody missed you, but uh, he's back now. I don't know where he went. Oh, no, no. He was in the ATL no, yeah, area. Yeah, he was in the ATL area. Yeah, uh, me, man. Uh, don't say that. <laughs> We we, 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 we we tried to make sure you had a good time on your vacation. So, um, yeah, Jalen's back. We got some topics for y'all, that Xbox showcase. <laughs> I ain't going to spoil it, but we think I think the internet is all in um, agreement. But uh, the Xbox showcase, we're going to talk about uh, the Sonic's Frontiers. And then we're going to probably end it up with a little bit of that... Elden Ring. Just talk about. We've been playing it a lot. We're gonna talk about it. Those are the topics. But before we start, as usual, Jalen, Josh, update the people on how you been. Vacation, Jalen. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was cool. I just uh, spending time with my folks. So you never go wrong with that super blessed um but no it's cool though uh i'm trying to think updates with me not a whole lot going on i mean i know before i had told everybody i had like graduated boy mastered up (laughs) so um i'm like super happy about that but at this point i'm just i just been spending a lot of time studying this up um i got some Things that's coming super soon as far as, like, you know, whether it's, like, movement and things like that. So, some things kind of coming up on my plate. I'm just taking it one day at a time and stuff like that. But still, living my best life, blessed. Um, almost done with my 100-mile challenge, too. So, that's uh, yeah. I've been doing a, a mile a day, uh, 400 days. So, I think today was, like, day 91. I got a couple more days, and then I'll be finished. So, um, I don't get anything besides a couple pats on the back by myself. So, I mean, that's something to look forward to. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. But, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even tell you about my fitness journey. I just started. But, um. Man, what? Go ahead. Uh, I'll, tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you in a sec. Go ahead, Josh. What you got for us? Update the people. Um, Not much new for now. Just uh, been relaxing at home. Um all my days off because uh, it's summertime so I got a little bit extra time off work uh, uh, just been playing a game uh, Jalen long time forever actually been on the game with us so yeah had a had a couple of the days that we play Elder Ring and yeah otherwise just enjoying the summer that's good that's good that's good well, it's always nice to enjoy some time off. It's always a blessing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been working. Oh, it's getting tiring. But you know, you got when you got a kid, and then you got work, and they and they both elevating, and they they got you out your comfort zone. It's it's a lot of uh, stress, but you get through it. But that's pretty much where I'm at. But um, something on the positive note. Um, I've been trying to, you know, refocus myself on other things. So 
one of those things is my health and um i started this little fitness journey with my um friend um so what i've been doing what has basically just it's a diet plus some workouts um you do you do like a mile not like a mile but you do like a little bit of running each day but mondays you do your like chest workout tuesdays your back wednesdays legs thursdays are shoulders fridays are arms and um the diet is simply no carbs and a gallon of water a day so yeah i've been doing that for a week now and it sucks um but i've been doing it and hopefully I stick to it, and I got my accountability partner and my friend. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. But uh, the results speak for itself. My friend, like, literally started in March, and um, it's, yeah. So, I'm going to do that for a while, see how that goes. And I'll keep you all updated if I don't. You're supposed to go to two gallons after, like... <laughs> I said, I'm not doing two gallons, G. I'm not even going to do two gallons of water a day. That's a lot of water. I got a lot of meetings I got to go to. Um, and I can't be just, you know, hopping up out of there and try to use the bathroom every freaking 30 seconds. It's a lot of water. So, um, no. But um, I don't think I'm going to stick with the gallon. A gallon is very much doable in intervals of the day. So, I could do that. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. So, yeah. That's what I'm doing. Got my dumbbells coming. I'm probably gonna get my dumbbells next week, so I can actually start doing like the lift process. But right now, it's just trying to get get back active, get your mm-hmm. get refocused. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. Playing some, trying to play some games as well. Uh, I played way too much Elden Ring over the weekend, but it was fun, so I don't care. <laughs> um. And, uh, yeah, so let's get into these said topics. First one is, um, let's just go with Elden Ring. Let's talk about Elden Ring for a little bit. I know it's an older topic, but, um, I kind of want to talk about it. It's fresh in mind. And, um, I know everybody got something to at least say on this said topic because we all have been playing it. So, um, I don't know if anybody's know my stance on Elden Ring, but it's been simply, I just don't care to play it. Um, I got it. I had it for a while, and um, basically, it's, it's you know, uh, it's, a lo- it's a very large game that you have to kind of take the time to play it, understand it, learn stuff, do stuff. Luckily, I got Josh. I said... I'm going to let him go play like a hundred or so hours, <laughs> whatever that number is that he's going to play. And then I just ask him all the questions. So, yeah, plan's working out. I've uh, been uh, pretty much enjoying my run because, you know, I don't I don't care to play Elden Ring in the traditional traditional sense. I don't care to explore that much. I enjoy it when I do it, but most of the time, if I'm wandering for more than 20 minutes and I don't have an objective, I'm annoyed. So, obviously, Elden Ring is a very confusing game. Uh, I got Josh, my encyclopedia, and uh, it's cool. It's cool now. I'm fine with it. I've been enjoying it. I've having fun. 
I can create objectives for myself and I can do them. And that's all that really matters. So, uh, overall, Elden Ring is a solid, you know, game. And I don't want to just sum it up in those little words, but basically that's my initial thoughts. Right when I'm kind of fresh off my mind, I was just like, I can say this, this, and that, but uh, I can go into a little bit more detail after you guys have your say your say your piece um, in regards to Elden Ring thoughts on it. If you're interested in continuing to play it. But you guys are the biggest Dark Souls fans, so you probably are. But Josh, Jalen, what's your thoughts on this Elden Ring? It could be y'all could y'all can focus on the multiplayer, you can focus on the single player, whatever you kinda wanna talk about first. Josh, you wanna go first or you want me to go first? Um Man, Yeah, let I'll let you go first because like y'all I guess would have the newest uh, perspectives on it. Uh, I mean, even though mm-hmm. you had it for a while, Deontay, you've seen a lot more content recently. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jay Lang, going into it, I guess, what did you think about it? Like, obviously, you probably heard people say it's Dark Souls Four, but what was your impression <laughs> of the uh, what you've seen so far? I actually ain't heard nobody say it's Dark Souls. I mean, Dark Souls Four, um, but. Uh, I will say that it is Dark Souls 4 um, from my, like, <laughs> little bit. How many hours I got on this game? I was probably, like, eight um, that I've been playing. So, eight um, hours. And it ain't just a regular eight hours. It's, like, eight hours with Encyclopedia Josh playing through it with me. So, <laughs> um, you know, I done made some distance in that game. And, you know, I, I see. When you beat uh, <laughs> uh, God, Margaret, I waited. I was, like, level 40 before I fought him. Yeah, yeah like I'm, <laughs> I'm over here fighting people and I'm, you know, I ain't, ever, I ain't gonna say I really had an issue with under being underleveled through, like, playing Dark Souls games because realistically, like, at least Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, you can play those games at a pretty low level and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. I don't know how leveling and stuff really makes a difference in that game, but I remember Dark Souls 1, or like, 2 or 3 or whatever. Um, it didn't make that much of a difference. You usually level up and stuff and change your parameters just for your benefit. I mean, obviously, it's always your benefit, but for you to use different things. So if you need this much strength or dexterity or intelligence or something like that to use something, that would be your biggest motivation for leveling up and not just leveling up. Because in Elden Ring, I kind of ran into some things like um, I was literally playing with my friend last night, uh, not Joshua Deontay, but he was like, bro, why is you so under level? Like, because we were trying to fight like this Glintstone dragon. He's just like, dude, you're not doing no damage to this dude, bro. Like, we're not finna waste our time fighting him. So it's been a couple of times I've been fighting people and I'm like, All right, I probably yeah. shouldn't be here because I'm again, I'm not doing that much damage and stuff like that. So um, it is an open world game, and it's like if you want to just progress and go wherever you want, the game won't stop you, other than like a couple of story points. But it's easy to like get in a level where you like under level. But at the same time, since there's just so much content, you could literally do anything, even go to a higher level, level like higher level area, and like level up really quickly because enemies drop a whole bunch of souls. So, mm-hmm. uh, Ultimately, it's probably going to take time, but as long as you like exploring, you you'll level up pretty quickly. Uh, but yeah. I would say this game, because of that, it does actually take into account levels a lot more than other games. Because like for me, I never used to like put points into health. Like I always had like twenty health, and I just put all my points into something else. 
but it's like once you get to the second or third area in this game, enemies gonna start one shotting you because they like, oh, you you gonna need thirty or forty health, boy. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, yeah. That that was happening when I was uh, when I was playing with Devin last night. I was fighting a Glenstone Dragon. He wagged his tail and just killed me in one hit. I'm like, bro, he keep killing me in one hit. I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not a fight for this dude. So. Yeah, and like I was saying, respect is also easy. So like, even if you you know, don't got an optimal build or whatever. You can just always switch it up pretty, pretty easily. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, oh, go ahead, continue. I guess, but uh, I guess just going into the overall like the impressions and stuff of the game or whatever. That's just kind of something that's super specific to like the loved one and things like that. Um, I'm kind of big on like animations and stuff like that with games and reusing assets and all that type of stuff. And, you know, I care about TLC in the game. You know what I'm saying? How much time and effort they put into it because that's a measurement of how much time I should put in a game myself. Um, they got enemies from Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, animations, all that. It's just the Dark Souls recycling. I'm like, they're going crazy with these reused assets in this game. I'm like, I'm fighting Dark Souls 3 enemies. Okay, here go Dark Souls 2 right here. Oh, yeah, this move from Dark Souls 2 right here. I know what this is. Like, same it's just it's cool though because it, it it's not that it was like they taking bad stuff like they obviously they refined them updated the graphics all that type of stuff and you know change some stuff so it's a it's a dark souls melting pool it's like it's like dark souls universe like you might as well call the game that like it's all the dark souls games put in one so um with universe yeah let's say let's play from soft souls or something or you know it's just a big melting pot of Dark Souls game, which is an interesting concept. But uh, when you take a step back, but um, it's it's cool though. Like the game works. Um, I haven't had that many gripes and stuff with it. Uh, obviously, there has got like some ugly stuff in the game and stuff. But the game really like I'm I'm surprised by the open world and I don't really see a lot of like pop ins and stuff. I don't really pay attention to that type of stuff. I don't know if that's Deontay's specialty, but. Um, yeah, I, it's just the game been working fine. Like I haven't had any like weird just bugs or just anything like that. Like I'm I'm imp- I'm impressed with the way the game runs. Um, I'm having fun on it. I do like that you can keep summoning your boys and stuff. It's not a lot behind bosses and stuff like that. And you can do a lot with them. Um, that was always an issue with like the fog walls and stuff you're running to. They still got a little bit of that and stuff like that, but it's more so area separation rather than. Um, we just don't want people in this area or just like weird stuff like that. So I don't feel like it's a, um, it feels a little bit closer to like the lines of, uh, destiny to some capacity, how well the multiplayer works, or I guess, I, I guess you probably could say GTA, but I don't, I don't play GTA, but, uh, yeah. So it's a, it's a pretty smooth game. I will say the objectives and things like that, like how Deontay say you can kind of wander aimlessly and stuff, which is a good and bad thing, depending on how much time you got. Um, I don't like doing that for real because that's why it's more great. But open world games like the lack of direction sometimes, but that's not that's not necessarily an objectively bad thing. It's just kind of more so um, a preference. So, um, but yeah, I mean, everything in the game seemed cool. I see why everybody rated it good. Um, I still thought it'd be a little bit more of a niche game and stuff like that, but it's kind of seemed like From Software kind of got their name out there with their Souls or Soulborn series and. Um, everybody just thoroughly enjoying the game and stuff, and I can say I'm enjoying it too. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, I guess yeah. When I was, from my understanding of it, and I'm not sure. Oh yeah, let me before I finish that. My thoughts 
let me go to Josh because he didn't even state. He is coming from a veteran. Put that time <laughs> in helping us out. Appreciate you, my boy. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I probably said it before, but I feel like I I like the game a lot, but I've just been hesitant to, like, really, like, make a... Um, I don't know an opinion on it because like it's just so big and i just wanted to like actually see how much i like it because like i realistically i like all of the from software games and like the only one that i didn't like finish is like Sekiro, and that's just because like it it acts way too much for that game and i wasn't feel like i was getting the things that i like from it um and even dark souls 2 i like a lot even though i would still consider it like oh it's the quote-unquote worst Dark Souls game, but I still like the game uh, a lot. And Elden Ring is, like, uh, is really good in a lot of ways. Like, they, I feel like all the games, they add new stuff. Like, oh, we added FP to this game. You can use special attacks, but it never feels, like, complete. Um, that was my problem with Bloodborne. Like, even though people swear up and down it's the best game ever made, I have a lot of issues with, like, the mechanics and, like, how they implement the, the the bullets and all that stuff into the game. And so really with all the mechanics in Elder Ring, I think they're the best. Like I like all the weapons and I like all the spells. I like how you can mix different uh, attacks into your weapon or different uh, statuses on your weapon. Uh, I feel like it's the best as far as like gameplay and builds and everything. Uh, the game is really huge. Like. You've gone through like the the capital and everything, Deontay. And uh, like I was trying to explain to you, is like it's it's weird because they always have like NPC quest lines, and the quest lines aren't necessarily like the most interesting just for like their story. But it's it's because they're hiding like twenty percent or fifteen percent of the game behind this quest line. Like you talk to this NPC, and they're gonna open up whole new areas of the world for you. And it's like that's it's good and bad it, it you know it rewards you for the exploration and all that stuff but at the same time like it it acts a lot of people who want to just go through the game and see all the content so uh i don't know how i feel about all the open world stuff but i feel like it's it's good um some of it like the jalen said is just reused like assets like obviously they're not actually copy and paste the enemies but like they're using a lot of weapons and skills and animations that you might see or like archetypes that you've seen before um but at the same time i feel like if half the game is reused stuff half the game is new stuff and even all the new stuff is like twice as big as dark souls 3 like whole size and so it's just a lot to go through um yeah but i'll say like i'm glad y'all are enjoying it because it's like um because it's a from software game, it kind of gets overhyped for a lot of reasons. But I feel like there's still like good stuff in the game that uh, that uh, is refreshing to me, at least. Yeah, I agree. It's um, it's refreshing to see the weird stuff that they create and the stuff that you have to go through to kind of figure it out. I just don't want to be the person to explore. That's all. It's it's more about my time i don't have the time no more if i did i would love to be the person that went around and explored and figured out stuff and you know wrote 
a post about why this makes sense and why this is happening and what you got to do to hear. But I just ain't got the time. So when that stuff type like that happens where I still want to engage with that game, I'm just glad I have people I know that do have that time. And it's not like I can't look up guides. I just, it just feels more of a, a chore than a fun experience, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So appreciating that you kind of, you know, did, you know, you actually just played the game and actually figured stuff out and, um, you know, helped us boost our characters to a level that was decent so we can start to, you know, go out on our own and have a good time and, you know, cut that time in half is really important to me because simply put, I just need to allocate my time in a way that's actually going to have a fun, you know, experience. So Elden Ring is a game for a person with a lot of time. That is true. But it's also a game for people that just want to just explore wandering, you know. It kind of gives you that Zelda vibe, but obviously Zelda is a lower entry point and it's not as difficult. But um, you, you you can probably make it as hard or as difficult as you kind of want it to be, as long as you kind of understand the steps that's necessary to move through the, the game. Um, there's things you're just not going to know, and that's, that's, that's okay. But um, when I'm out there on the things I don't know, I want to know that I'm very much so overpowered or very on level with the most things. So I can now explore because I've done things to kind of create a cushion of, of sorts, you know, it's a cushion of, um, ability, (laughs) a cushion of safety that you feel when you kind of like, yeah, I can go explore this whole area probably and be okay because literally I probably can not one shot, but these do decent amount of damage. I don't feel like I'm underpowered if I go anywhere. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, that's not the case in this game because you got to probably be like something stupid strong to be like being able to go anywhere. But objectively, I looked up where you would need to be to beat the game and you kind of had that conversation with me and that's where I'm, that's where I wanted to be in a very quick time. So yes, I did, um, some, some souls farms and I leveled up like in a day, but now I have the ability to jump on, which I want to do uh, as soon as this, we do shoot, finish this podcast. I want to jump on and just go back and explore because now I feel like I'm not going to waste my time because wherever I go, I'm going to have a different, I'm have an experience that's not just embodied by your underleveled and try to beat this hard boss and try to beat this hard enemy and try to get around them. It's fun when you're, when you don't feel a, that sense of maybe I should come back. I, I really don't like that. I guess that, that whole, maybe I should come back and try later. Because what if I run into the next thing and it's worse than the last thing I was just fighting? So mm-hmm. uh, that that whole that whole loop of exploration where you don't really know the cadence of the game and you don't know where you should start and finish, um, it kind of loses its 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 appeal when you just you know you know when you're when you when you're in that that loop of lack of time. So 
I enjoy Elden Ring because I made it the game I wanted to play. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. And they and give you always, the freedom to do that. So that people is People always complain nice. about Dark Souls difficulty and then not having difficulty modes and stuff like that. Because if you looked at well, uh, The Last of Us 2, right? Where they give you like all these mm-hmm. options to like, control the difficulty how you want. And I get some people don't want to do that. Like FromSoft don't want to do that because it might compromise the experience, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, just being able to play the game on a quote unquote easy mode is what some people need. And the easiest way to do that in Dark Souls or these games is to just level up. And once you're at a high enough level, you can still die, obviously, but it's, it removes a lot of that um, not artificial difficulty, but it removes a lot of that, uh, you know, you walk around a corner and the enemy grabs you and you dead mm-hmm. and time to go back to the beginning. <laughs> so yeah. where now you have a chance to like, oh, he grabbed me, but I got enough life. I can survive that. And now I can get up and try again, you know, instead of being yeah not punished, but yeah. Uh, like you said, being too low a level or being just at the right level and you it's not enough to like have a cushion uh, to protect you or whatever. Yeah. I think that's um, that's key because now I'm I'm pretty much very much so addicted to playing it because I want to, you know, do a lot of the stuff. I want to beat it, but I also want to go try some of the bosses out um granted i'm now you know pretty strong but at the same time these these bosses are not less difficult any less difficult they can still one shot you they can still take you out in a pretty you know uh you know easy it's it's not like they're difficult easy bosses now that you've gotten to their level that's not Mm -hmm. the case so um i can still i can still see the fun and appeal there and um as long as I, as long as I have that, I really don't, you know, I don't really mind it. So yeah, I'm having fun. I <laughs> uh, <laughs> now at least, and um, like I said, when now I first started know. playing it, I just was like, yeah, I'll come back to it. But now I'm back get to the end game. Fashion yeah. souls. <laughs> yeah, I I just got the thing where I can like change out the. Uh, the armors for I did that already. Kind of, it's like you could take off the. I thought I it like was gonna be some more, but you could take off the capes. I was like, I like the capes the most though. So I was thinking maybe yeah. you can some do armor like, just don't look good, like yeah. mixed, and so you can like edit it a little to make it look a little better. But yeah, yeah. So um, I just got that, so that's cool. So yeah, it's a lot of stuff in this game that um, I was like, okay, this is interesting. Okay, this is cool. Okay, this is cool. So. Um, yeah, just try. I think stuff. that since we all gave our impressions, I think that the biggest thing that I think the industry as a whole might take away from it is like not everybody likes Souls games, and it. it I don't think they're going to do anything to like appeal to different demographics. Like they're never going to have like a real cinematic story or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But whatever they did, they made a good like world to explore where it's kind of addicting mm-hmm. like for me even if i just got nothing to do i just want to r- ride around and like just see what i can find and 90 percent of the time i feel like it's i find worthwhile stuff right um 
Yeah, and I think that's the biggest appeal that you have with like Breath of the Wild as well, oh. um, where it's technically just a open world game. It doesn't feel like they're doing anything crazy different. Right. But how they just populate their world and lay it out and give you the freedom to just do whatever is the, the most appealing part. Uh, well, I ain't got to worry about crafting. Well, I mean, obviously they have crafting at all. I don't have to craft like stuff to get around the world and um, just a lot of barriers. I ain't got to climb Ubisoft towers. If I want to grab the map, let's just run by and grab the map. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's, I think they did a really good work, job on making the open world yeah no that's the that's the key it's just kind of hey cooper that's the key it's just you know giving people freedom to um to just kind of make up their own way make up their own you know choices and and that's cool again i don't think if i if i if this was if i was playing this game four or five years ago I wouldn't have a problem just playing it, you know. I wouldn't have that issue of starting off and just exploring. Uh, so I don't see that being a problem for anyone that has some time, has some time to explore, has some time to make mistakes and kind of go back and do other things. That is totally fine. Um, the game is just rather large and it's like probably one of the biggest games I've ever played in my life. So if you're starting that under with that understanding that this is probably take you 150 hours to see or even 200 hours to see everything then you yeah you you got that around gonna try to find some cheats because i'm just not gonna do that this is a lot that's a lot of time and even the best even the best jrpgs can't keep me for more than 90 like I don't care. I'd be like, bro, if I've been playing this game for seventy hours, I'm done. That's what happened yeah. with Persona Five. I was like, I'm not finishing it. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, yeah even Persona me, I feel was... like uh, after a hundred for me, it's like I I stopped caring about doing all yeah. stuff because like I was literally going through every area and like not clearing it out one hundred percent, but like clearing it out like ninety percent where I can find all the non-secret crazy stuff just by running around but like in the later areas i don't have time for that because the enemies are too strong to be running back and forth trying to fight them and uh i do want to finish it this year so <laughs> <laughs> yes sir that it's a it's a very large game so um but yeah that's that's pretty much um my thoughts on elden ring any 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 thoughts from you guys? Any uh, anything else you guys want to add? Any stuff we ain't talk about that you may want to touch on about that Elden Ring? Nah, I just add into uh, the amount of time and stuff like that. I mean, that's part of the reason I ain't never dive into the game because I know how much of a time committed commitment it would be, and I don't like getting into a game and then like phasing back out and then trying to phase back in and stuff like that. So I, I kind of uh, um, withhold, withheld playing it for so long. So now I'm playing, I'm kind of like, I got the time. Am I going 100% it? You know me, I ain't doing none of that. right? <laughs> uh, but like you said, even like I, I don't, I don't have that much time to put into the game just to do X amount of things that's, you know what I'm saying? At, at some point it started becoming like a, a diminishing return and stuff like that. So yeah. um, even like you said, Persona, 
y'all know I talk all about Persona 5. Let me buy it again. I love Persona. You feel me? And I got to the end of Persona. I was probably about like, well, I think I was like 80 hours in and stuff like that. I'm like, man, this game is cool, man. But how many fights have I got into? How many times I heard this man say, isn't I get picker? I'm looking like, and I don't need to hear this no more, bro. Then I, I I think I had lost to a dude or something. You know, this is what my patience like at is. And I'm looking like, yeah, I ain't going to build up or back up, bro. I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all. Like, we finna just go ahead and switch this mode to easy mode and keep it pushing. Like, <laughs> I ain't got no more talk in me, dog. Oh, yeah, man. That's crazy. It's, it's, it's basically, you know, the, I don't know. It, it, it just, it, it, it gets to a point where, like, you know, like, like any, any movie that's great. Like, I'm not finna go watch The Godfather Part 1, Part 2 ever. I like, I don't know. It's too long. But it's a good movie. It's just like anything media-wise. I respect my time. I'm gonna respect yours. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna do it. But I'm not gonna, I'm not finna, I'm not finna seek out those games as often. Especially, even though I love the genre. I might like, love this, this situation. I love what you're doing. I just, I just don't have, I mean, that's, that's, that's what you call being an older gamer. I mean, if I was, you know, 17, 18 playing games, obviously I would have more time on my hands. I can do stuff like that, but it's just, it's being an older gamer now, um, which is, it's just, it's it's the harsh reality that you don't, you have to pick and choose what you're going to play like that. Um, and there's, there's those one in a lifetime games that you kind of give that respect to. Um, and at some point I probably will give that respect to something. Um, but it ain't going to be Elden Ring. So, I mean, if Elden Ring couldn't do it, I don't think anything can, to be honest. Um, but I'm already 40 hours in, I'm still enjoying myself. So you never know. I might look up one day, look back at that hour ticker and I see that that mug sitting at 150. And I'm gonna say, where did the time go? Because obviously, you do that for Apex Legends, and you do that for Destiny, and you kind of don't realize it because you're just playing it and you're having fun. So why can't those games hit that mode too? As long as I'm having fun, why not? But it's the repetitiveness of certain games. Like in my opinion, Persona, um, it was just too repetitive. It was too much of the same. I would hit the same buttons. I would see him run away with his knife in his hand. And we have, we have finished the fight. We get our points, and we we'll move on to the next. It was very much so too. Uh, it's, it was just too much of the same. So it did not keep my attention enough for me to want to play through the entirety. Even though I thought the story was okay, and I thought I wanted to see the ending, I just watched it on YouTube because that's just it. It, it wasn't important enough for me to finish. But maybe I'm just playing Elden Ring. Maybe I'm just going through stuff. And that's fine too. That is the level of discovery of you know taking time with a game. You know, I don't have to beat it. I don't have a time limit on how long I can take to beat it. I just know whenever it is at the end of it, I'm gonna look at it. And I'm like, okay. I just know I can't beat it before I do everything because if I beat it, I'm probably not gonna play it again. That's the whole thing. I just lose motivation to continue to play. But if you're having fun, it shouldn't matter. So, um, I mean, I think. I think- Oh, my bad. Go ahead. No, you good. I just was going to, you know, reiterate, you know, having fun, playing a game. So, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think, the, um, uh, like you said, 
older gamer, I think that like you've been a, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say, the combination you've been an older gamer and buying your own games. I swear when you started buying your own games, the, the value of games started going down like something crazy, man. I started using your own money because those games started being like, I don't want to say they had chore and stuff like that, but it's when you were younger. We had talked about this on a previous podcast. You kind of like, all right, well, I need to do everything in this game because I can't buy I don't know when I'm going to get my next game, so I might as well keep having fun with the game and trying to do something else. Like I remember I went and got a... 120 stars on Mario Galaxy just to play the game with Luigi. I'm looking like, man, this is fun. You know what I'm saying? I'm young, seventh grade or eighth grade, whatever I was. I'm looking like, man, I can't get $50 to get another game. Started buying your own games. The dynamics change a little bit. But um, I'm, I don't know. If, like you said, I don't know if Elden Ring will get like that. Um, but I think the idea of having like multiplayer, um, I think those games kind of get a little bit easy because it's, there's a, the player versus player the dynamics change. Maybe if we like the PvP and Elden Ring, it could probably get to that, but I don't think just the base game itself with all the stuff going on in it without, like, the multiplayer aspect, it's not gonna really get that much time or whatever. So, I think that's where a lot of those other games started getting more time. Yeah. Just because of that. I mean, you don't know who you're gonna go against the Gibraltar on Apex that can wall run and do some stuff you ain't never seen. You just look like, oh, okay, that's something new. So, it's always very, the dynamics is it's always uh, changing dynamics, I guess. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, that's that's very, uh, that's a good point because of the variety and the 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 unknown and and that aspect of what caught what, what caused us to basically play Destiny for so long. We played it for so long because we was running around, you know, party crasher plus ones, you know, doing 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 our our builds and, and figuring out ways to beat other players. So. I get yeah that 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 rings true. If if I if I enjoy Elden Ring and I enjoy uh, ganking people out their souls or whatever the case may be, just because I like to invade, that could be interesting as well. So um, right now I'm just enjoying the game for what it is, and um, I'm gonna keep te- keep playing it my way. Um, so I think uh, I think I'm gonna at the end of it. I think I'm gonna look back and I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy the time I spent. Uh, but speaking of, you know, enjoying time, you know, long games and stuff like that, um, you know, Xbox got Persona now, right? <laughs> that was that was a, a highlight of the showcase. Xbox gets Persona. Uh, they got uh, what three, two? They got three, four, and five. Um, let's talk about this showcase. Mm-hmm. I know you probably ain't got much to talk about, Jalen, but um, it was very interesting. If you go to Kotaku uh, and you look at their, the Xbox and Bethesda thing, you kind of see what they showed. But anyway, um, where would you like to start? Where would you like to start, Josh? <laughs> um, I don't know I, if you if you want to talk about just the general show and then we can go into like the the very few highlights i guess yeah um, okay let's do that because i can explain a little bit to Jalen um in the audience so um i'm gonna set the picture xbox xbox bethesda bethesda has been bought by xbox for seven billion dollars xbox 
Bethesda. Bethesda has had their own conferences for the last three, uh, probably longer. I think uh, the last time I seen them relevance like with like a bunch of different conferences, I think it was like started in in the generation of the PS4 and Xbox One. Don't tell me when or don't ask me when. I I just know it started in, in that time frame. Um, Bethesda and Xbox are now one. They have. They stated they were going to do a 90-minute show. Understand what I'm saying. They Two big, big gaming companies merged Xbox, Bethesda. 90-minute show. You would expect heat, okay? That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. It's basically, that is the, that is the stage they set. Um... So they start off with a Bethesda game. Um, it's from Arcane Studios called Redfall. Um, yeah. Uh, it. They started off. <laughs> and I guess before we kind of talk about each game individually, these games are all releasing within. 12 months that should they want you to make they they want you to feel better because of that that's what i was yeah. saying they kept saying uh, i will say on that point real quick that when you say like all oh, these games coming out in the next 12 months ideally that should be kind of a flex like look at what we have coming soon but in this case it feels like more of a handicap where it's like uh if there's anything that doesn't seem like ready or like high quality is because it's coming out soon and <laughs> the real heat is coming later <laughs> uh it, it they set the stage for heat um but they came out swinging and they were throwing nothing but misses it was um, probably one of the. I I went back so uh, bef before I give my thoughts on it, I went back and I rewatched it in 4K, and I was like, it it did upgrade the score because a lynch essentially. They showed games. They didn't talk much. They showed 90 minutes of games. They had some CGI, but most of them had some type of gameplay attached. That's a win to me. Um, it's just unfortunately, and I'm, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, the reason why I feel like this, this showcase failed. Um, because I do think it was a failure. Uh, but not for the reasons you might think. Um, so starting off, they came out with Redfall. Um, I'm gonna give my opinion and I'm gonna shoot it to you, Josh. Redfall seems like a game that is, um, well-intentioned and, and might have a, a good experience, kind of like Bleeding Edge, but, um, but Redfall gets more hype because simply it is Arcane Studios. They have just come off Deathloop. They do Dishonored. People enjoy those, but that is still a small niche community. 
Redfall seems like a big multiplayer game, open world co 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 uh, co op, uh, on the level of Evolve, but not really because again, it's open world. And then you also get those Left 4 Dead vibes and you um, and things like that. Do I see Redfall being fun? Yes. Do I see Redfall being a hit for Microsoft? No. Um, Redfall still seems fun. I, I don't want to analyze these games as if they're just uh, numbers. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people behind these games. A lot of people want to make these games work. I don't want to just come in here and, and just give you the the uh the analytics i want to kind of talk through why the game looks fun and then i'm going to give you the analytics um the game looks fun simply because it's a four-player co-op you're going around you're, you're playing with unique characters that have unique abilities and you can probably fit roles that you might want to enjoy with a friends um that's all well and done well that's all well and good i'm sorry and the game looks to be at the level of polish that it needs to be to not feel like a rushed, you know, falling under that clutch of that 12 month. It feels like it's a, it's on the other end of that, not the 12 months. Um, it's going to be some heat and not the other 12 months. So it looks bad. So I'm sorry that it's, it's under the other umbrella. So, I I feel like it's going to be a good game, and I feel like it's going to have some good points to it, and it's going to have some good uh, things that that's going to keep people playing. Hopefully, the campaign is really good. It's just unfortunate that they did not show what would probably keep people wanting to play, and that's the campaign, that's the unique abilities, that's the the, the real goofy weapons. I mean, they tried to, but at the same time, it just didn't it didn't. Feel feel that um unique it just felt a little little bit underwhelming so i hope that that's that's going to fix itself um when it comes out in the near future hopefully this extended play that they're going to do tomorrow because we're, we're filming this on monday they're going to be doing an extended play on tuesday hopefully show more gameplay they introduce the characters in a good way and it really truly you know encapsulates a solid game why it's not going to work is because it's a four-player co-op. <laughs> it ain't going to work because literally trying to find people nowadays that's really into four-player cooperative games in this day and age where you got big battle royales, you got these, these attention-seeking mo mo mobile games now. This ain't the it. This ain't the one. Um, I would have much rather had this be a single-player driven four-character driven single player campaign on its own really solid and truly start to build what we're going to talk about later faces for xbox um but it's not that so that's why when i think about it numbers wise it's not going to do well it's not going to be something that's really going to be a big smash and it's not going to be something that people gravitate to and continue to play for more than two months guaranteed that's my opinion i can't say guarantee my opinion Josh, what do you think about Redfall? Yeah, I think it, like you say, it looks good. And I I think the studio that's behind it is good. Because, like, 
Prey and Dishonor and Deathloop, like they have a lot of good games, like gameplay wise, and I, I would trust that they know what they're doing with this game. So I don't actually think the core game itself is going to be bad. It's just the problem with it is that it's like you said, a four-player co-op shooter, and what made Deathloop strong or those other games, those are single-player experiences. So you can they can show all their talents off in the best way. Uh, in this single-player game, uh, whereas since it's a four-player multiplayer shooter where you fight against not zombies but vampires this time, it, it just feels like uh, that is a over, over it's an oversaturated market, even though the enemies that you're fighting are not technically zombies. It still is like the four-player shooter where you fight against monsters and there, there are a lot of games in that category and not a lot of them are really good like yeah because one you got to be as good as or better than left for dead and if you're not then there's no point um so uh so i don't know if like you said they're actually gonna have like it's a really rich story or just the gameplay is so crazy like you like the guns and whatever else in the game is just so unique that it just makes it fun and um refreshing uh so i i want the game to be successful and and i think that it it could be a good um game and i personally might give it a try but like you said it's being a four-player game that it has not limits um well yeah i'll say for me it has limits because like i'm gonna play by myself I'm going to play it um, with a group of randoms, which is probably not going to go well. And then I might play one or two games with you. And it's like, you know, can I still enjoy the game after that? Uh, if I'm if I can't play it the ideal uh, way. Yeah. Now, knowing how much they spent, Jalen, on Bethesda. <laughs> And how much they've been acquiring studios. And they have a 90-minute show. Three-minute trailers, most of them. Probably not. Probably like a minute 13. Out of that amount of time, how much do... How, what, what would be your expectation of good games, solid games to show? Just thinking of it from a show standpoint, how much they spent. And how frequent because literally it was like very small talking what would you what would you what would you what would you guesstimate to be a decent amount of games to actually be good how many games will actually be good or how many games they can like show and effectively show if you buy a company for seven billion dollars right say for instance you want your rate of return when you're thinking of a but when you're thinking of buying a company and you're thinking about the rate of return for a set company and you're thinking about the amount of games that you should have that are very much so strong IPs um and you kind of you, the, the first showcase for this new purchase is this one what would you expect for them wouldn't you expect them to put their best foot forward and how many would you expect them to have at least if you know bethesda has like 40 what are they like 25 different studios like i mean with i i i don't know that much about all that but i mean first off if it's like 90 minutes i thought it'd be longer than that personally um just because like 
the purchase, um, the company, like the studio that's under it. Um, but I mean, I, I would think they just go put out like all heat. Like, look, man, it, this justifying our purchase. Like, we we broke the internet showing y'all what we did, and I mean, it's I, I would I guess I just think they're gonna put out like some heat. Like everything they gonna have is gonna be like a hit. It's gonna go through a lot of different people. Like it's gonna be fortified. But I mean, it sounds like they fell short in doing that. So. Um, yeah, I think the Bethesda situation is is weird because they they have a lot of IPs and that's why Microsoft picked them up. But at this show, they they didn't leverage all those IPs. They they opened up with Redfall, which was doesn't look bad, um, but it seems like okay. And they closed it off with Starfield, uh, which again it it looks okay, but it's not crazy and those two don't add up to a seven billion dollar price tag for me personally uh now all their other ips like i can see like they have potential but they didn't show that potential to show like these are all the games that bethesda has in the in the oven and um we gonna show y'all that it's like this was a worthwhile investment um right now it, it seems like these are a couple okay third-party games that are now first-party. Um, and it's not really just... Because, I mean, the main thing is, like, it's called Xbox Plus Bethesda Show. And so you think it's, Man. like, no, equally split that, bro. between... Bethesda <laughs> literally has their own show. They used to have their own show. Forget that, bro. They had, what, three... <laughs> they had, like, three games... And to to come out and just be mediocre, seven billion dollars. Come on, bro. That's like that is so ridiculous to me. I can't even make sense of it. Like Diablo Four, the the company they just bought had a better showing, uh, one game than what you had the entire showing. Like they they freaking brought out Fallout seventy six DLC. And- Oh my God! Elder like, Scrolls Online again, dude. Do you not see what I'm saying? Like, like if you go back to their showings, they had Doom. They had these large games. To come to this, I don't know who did the curating. I don't know who decided to to show what, but this is like by far one of the worst conferences. Simply off of the the fact that Bethesda and xbox put this together you cannot you can't make it up this is like literally the <laughs> biggest waste of seven billion dollars it's just for somebody that's riding on games selling their console to not have games at the conference makes no sense to me like the, i'm not talking about games because yes they had games bruh they were showing grounded i <laughs> What? Why are you showing Grounded? I don't care that it's launching. We already had its moment. Why are you showing it again? Like, every time, even when I think about it now, and I go back and I think about it again and again, this was by far one of the stupidest waste of times I have ever done with again within the game in, in general. And I ain't trying to be on 10, but bro, I can't even I can't shoot no bell for these jokes. I can't shoot no bell for them. This was garbage. And it, it it felt like 
a slap in the face. <laughs> it just felt like I, I mean I'm not I'm not somebody that stands a, a company anyway, but it just felt like all them people that do, they down bad. They really down bad. <laughs> like, what did you show? I can't I can't I can't justify you spending seven billion dollars on Starfield. That ain't nothing but Fallout in space. And you know Fallout Janky. And every and you when you saw the gameplay, streaming, not streaming in 4K on YouTube, that mug was still dropping frames. I'm like, yo, you cannot make this up. Why is it dropping frames for a so okay, let me go back to normal normality here. So Next, they had what was out the Redfall was was it? I'm trying to remember how it went. Was it the Rick and Morty game? Yes, or was it, it was the, uh, Silk Song. I think it was Silk Song. Actually, I'm I'm not a hundred percent. I think it was Silk Song right out there. But Silk Song is Hollow Knight. That was cool. Um, I don't think. I mean, this is Team Cherry. This is not somebody that's like with. Um, Microsoft or anything like that. This is just the update, or not an update, but it's the new game from coming from the Hollow Knight creators. Which Hollow Knight is a really good game, by the way. It's an indie game, and you just spent seven billion dollars plus your own staff of humans that you've been curating. Not only did you spend seven billion, but you you what they just spend on freaking um I can't say Activision yet because it's not under their umbrella. Um, but I can't say I can't say um, I can't say Bethesda and there was another smaller company that they bought that Ooh, I can't Obsidian? remember now. No, they it was before Obsidian. Um, dang, I can't remember now. But they bought you know like they was going around buying a bunch of different companies. Ninja Theory. Um, they were buying like smaller different companies. For the sake of to to bring more games to their so-called system, um, regardless of what it is, but Xbox has a very strong and large library of publishers now. Like I mean, actual student not publishers, but actual studios under their belt. They literally bought one of the biggest publishers in Activision not too long ago, and. I, I I just don't understand it. What is the play to get people to want to play Game Pass? But to get people to buy in the Game Pass, you got to have decent games that's in Game Pass. So what is the draw? What is the bottom line that we're not seeing that they're focusing on? Because it ain't games. Is it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely quantity over quality. Like, that's what we talked about. Like, they show, I don't know, probably over 50 games uh, during that event. And it's like, I think that they're trying so hard to prove that they have, like, every game on the system. Uh, they're not just showing off those, just a couple just really good games. Like I, like I mentioned the other day, like, Sony's best E3 conference that people love them for that got people, like, and it's just like, oh, we showed y'all Final Fantasy VII, we showed y'all Last of Us 2, we showed y'all God of War, and we showed y'all, like, one other game. 
and that's it. That's the whole show. Shows y'all four games, but these are the biggest games that are going to come out the generation, and that's it. So it doesn't matter what 100 games Microsoft shows, because if they're all not the highest quality games, then you don't need to put them in your show. It doesn't need to be 90 minutes. Make it 30 minutes, 40, one hour, and only show the absolute best stuff because that's what people want to see. But right now they're just putting, if it's coming out on Game Pass, we're going to let you put a trailer. And not everybody is on an equal level where they need to be front stage to be shown for 90 minutes. Bro. Especially when y'all have these investments that are not paying rent. (laughs) Bruh. When I tell you they were showing some garbage, they were showing some... Like, they showed off Scorn again. That's like the... They showed Scorn. They showed Flight Simulator, Simulators DLC. They showed Overwatch release date. I, oh my god. Um, they showed Sea of Thieves DLC. They showed... Um, Dusk Falls. More indies. Gunfire Reborn. I wanted to. Oh my god! I kind of. I was like, why am? Why is this on the stage right now? Gunfire Reborn. Seriously, is underwhelming to even look at. And they kind of sandwiched that right in between like two other games that was like, definitely did not make it look any better. Um, they didn't show any gameplay for um Wulong. Bruh, I don't know who died on this this heel of we need to stick to games that's coming out in 12 months. I really don't know who did that. But it was so underwhelming and just highly, highly disappointing. Um, I can't stress that enough. It was just highly disappointing. And... I I really don't know how I even passed the focus group. Like, did somebody watch this and say, yeah, this is good. You've showed off plenty of games. You're giving us Game Pass. I don't know what the demographic was. I don't think it was gamers. I think it was literally people. I don't. Who watches conferences? Are they trying to impress their their shareholders? Like, oh, we have a this amount of games coming out in the next 12 months. But it doesn't impress people enough. Like, nobody's talking about this conference in the positive light that they want it to be in, right? So, you're you're causing an uproar in the community that you kind of are trying to rebuild. And you don't give them anything to attach to. And that's, and again, I'm not going to just grant and yell. I actually have solid points on why I think this is a terrible conference. But um, there, there is things here that are solid. You just, you just kind of, you. Sh- I, I think they showed off at least like thirteen games that were just DLC. If not DLC, it was already announced. Um, and and that cannot be your showcase for the year. It cannot that. 
going into the holiday season with this does not sell ga- consoles. This you don't even need a console to play Game Pass. Maybe that's the point. Maybe Game Pass is truly the only thing that matters. I don't care that that console sells. I don't care if if they can champion somebody that they enjoy to look at. I we don't care about any of that. We need to figure out a way to make Game Pass like Netflix. Do you think gamers are going to accept mediocrity? Like, when did have you ever felt a gamer wasn't as passionate about anything you change in a game? What do you make you think that Game Pass can survive off mediocrity? I don't get it. Honestly. Diablo 4, amazing. I can't um that was that was a highlight for me. I'm 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 gonna just go into my highlights because I don't have many, so that's fine. It's it's very quick and simple. Uh Diablo 4, Frontier, uh Lightyear Frontier, and I can't say Wulong because they didn't show anything. Um but uh, I definitely like the Diablo. I definitely like the Lightyear Frontier and Flintlock. Uh, Plague Tale, I already knew about it. Ari, Ari's on my radar. Um, but yeah, um, Redfall was already on my radar, um, but it wasn't really a highlight because it didn't. It under it was underwhelming in, in some sorts. I don't care for Forza, but um, it's always going to be there. Horizon Horizon did a really good job with Hot Wheels last time. Hot Wheels coming to Horizon 5 is a no-brainer. Um, so that was another highlight. I say five things. That was It was five. It was Horizons 5. Um, which was DLC, unfortunately, but it was it's a good DLC. So, okay. Flintlock. And then... We go into Diablo 4, Frontier, uh, Lightyear Frontier. And, yeah. That was it. Oh, High Life. I don't know why I missed that. High Life. High Life was good, but I don't really like games that try to make you laugh because I feel like they're trying too hard. But I will give it a try anyway. So, um, yeah. I hate that Game Pass is the win. I really hate that. I hate that Game Pass is always overshadowing anything else they do. It's that's it. I think that's really I think I think I cracked it. They just care about Game Pass. All they care about is that Game Pass is all these games are coming to Game Pass day one and you don't gotta pay no money to play them. Outside of the subscription. They don't care if it's like low quality. They don't care if it's not as polished. They don't care if it's if it's lacking in areas. All they care is that these big hits are coming to Game Pass, which is going to make us look good in a way that you know other others can't. And that's the end of it. Honestly, Flintlock looks like a better. Um, Whatever that other game is called that's coming out on the PlayStation 5. What is that? Yes, it looks like a much better Forspoken. They actually did some really nice work on the animations. Um, Character design looks really nice. It looks much better than her. 
I'm not trying to, you know, compare a black character to black character, <laughs> but, but at least she looks unique in a lot of different ways. Other one, you just got a cape and some sneakers. <laughs> she got a cape and some sneakers on. They was like, yo, she crispy. So uh, at least she got like something extra to her. Uh, but yeah, I, that was my highlights. I'm going to get off my um, soapbox. And then we're going we gonna to go into the why behind this and why it sucked um, after Josh kind of gave his points. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, they show probably like 40, 50 games. But uh, I had five or six uh, highlights. Um, not all of them were like actually five points. Um, like Diablo 4... Uh, was like the clear winner. It, it looks the most polished. It, they had a good trailer. Um, they showed off different things like the, the world and the, the quests, the character customization, all that stuff. Um, and it looked um, it looked very different from Diablo 3. Like you can see like this is a new um, they put a lot of effort in making this feel new and look new and things like that. Um, and just overall, it looks like a fun game. Uh, unfortunately, it, it comes out next year, but whenever it does come out, it looks like it, it, it'll be good. I'm definitely going to be there to check it out. Uh, we talked about Flintlock really quick. Flintlock um, isn't, doesn't look like the biggest budget game, but they showed off a lot of gameplay, uh, a lot of fighting, uh, exploration. It looks pretty fun uh for for a game that i never heard of or studio never heard of they had a, a good showing uh and so i'm looking forward to that um the next ones are the bethesda games uh redfall like i said it doesn't look bad it actually looks good it looks better than what just came out like back for blood um but uh I, i'll say i'm hesitant on it i have I want to see more of their single player or like story content like what is actually going on are we going through like a whole campaign that's a co-op campaign or is it like a, a single story and it's dropping and drop out co-op like i just want to see what is in the game uh because i'm hoping that it's just not a, a online co-op uh shooter um the next one was Starfield, and you you mentioned it briefly, but Starfield was their biggest um, their biggest jar off of the show. Like they were, they they were like you know world premiere of the most anticipated game in Xbox history uh, from Bethesda, who who made all these great games, and you don't want to miss this. Like that was the vibe overall, and they talked about it a couple times during the show. Like later, you're gonna see Starfield, and it's gonna be amazing, and um it it's so it literally is just fallout in space that's the core of it um obviously people like fallout so that's a good thing for some people but fallout in space is not um it's not a new game it's their it's their thing it's like dark souls but in space <laughs> you know so you can mm -hmm. exactly picture that what dark souls is and you put it in space um but this is fallout and they put it in space um, so there, there's that. Um, there's some things that look interesting, like the space um, combat and the um, ship customization and all that. Uh, but my problem with it is that this is their biggest 
like they are saying, this is the, the biggest launch in Xbox history, but it doesn't feel like a new experience um, from anything else because one, it's, it's just Fallout. But on the other side of that, it doesn't do enough to differentiate itself from existing space games like No Man's Sky. Like, obviously, people played No Man's Sky. They know that it was kind of shallow uh, with, like, its story content and characters and things like that. But they've added a lot of free stuff over time. And so with this, the best that you would get is No Man's Sky just with, like, better story. And I don't know if that's enough for, like their biggest launch and it's not even coming out this year because it got delayed because it's not you know they got performance issues so i don't know if it's going to be enough for next year and i what i'm feeling like is like this is going to be their biggest release next year and it's not going to be enough compared to whatever else comes out like spider-man or things like that so uh i don't know um overall though the game it seems okay. Like I, I understand the appeal of it. Um, I just, I wish they didn't like put so much weight on that game when it's not deserving of it. At least from what for, for what you showed. Um, and the last two is just a, a small indie game that looked. I like the art style and it, it seemed like a combat focus. A lot of bosses called mm -hmm. Ravenlock. Um, it just kind of looked like Alice in Wonderland type thing, but. Um, had a really a unique art style. Uh, looks fun. And Overwatch 2, like, I'm still looking forward to it, at least uh, see what the story is like. And uh, they didn't show any story content or any, any single-player stuff. Uh, they, it was just basically just a, a multiplayer trailer, which we've already seen. And really the problem with that is, like, the community is kind of lukewarm on it because it's one... Uh, what what they've seen so far is not a lot of new content. It's just a couple updated maps and a couple new characters. It feels like a uh, DLC drop or an expansion instead of just a sequel, which I understand. I personally was not ever expecting a brand new game multiplayer-wise because they kind of like said that a couple years ago. But at the same time, even if it's just like a update or expansion, they're not doing a good job like showing the new stuff because uh, like if you look at like destiny expansions like they you know it's just an add-on to the game but they're showing you all of this new stuff at different places different weapons abilities and stuff like that uh, so that comes out soon hopefully they have a lot of new content that people don't just fall out fall off it quickly but it, <laughs> it's, yeah it's not uh not looking good for that, um, but I will say Overwatch is still a, a strong IP. They just got to get whatever's the issues they're having with like marketing going. Nobody likes Blizzard. <laughs> it's a simple put. Everybody, yeah, they don't, like... and Blizzard don't deserve it because like yeah. Diablo Immortal is garbage. Even though Diablo Four looks good, that's yeah. strictly on the gameplay uh, portion of it. I'm telling you, bro. Whoever over there at Sony know how to pick them. Whoever they're on Microsoft, don't. They just be like, man, just, let me just try something. So, um, I just feel like even the simplest Capcom come y'all. I know y'all got a showcase, but come show y'all stuff over here. They had what three or something? How many games they have 
huge games that people were anticipating. Street Fighter VI, um, uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake, and I forget the other one. I forget another game now. Um, but they, you know, they, they told Cap, they, they basically was like, we know what people want to see. So bring it over here. Yeah, and they show that at the show, Sony show. So it doesn't yeah. matter they had their own show. Uh, they saved their best stuff for the Sony show. Uh, and which, honestly, without those games, the Sony show would have been trash then, too because they didn't actually yes, show much. They but, didn't show uh, nothing. At least what was there seemed like, you know, new next-gen high-quality stuff. Stuff, yeah. And it was all third-party stuff. So... I don't, I, again, um, uh, there's some things that I want to kind of address, like, in regards to why I feel like Sony, like, Microsoft has a hard time getting people to enjoy or even gravitate towards their console in a way that's, like, um, like, like, really, really strong, um, I, I, the one thing I find, when, especially with this showcase, it made it very clear um, that they literally don't have. I'm not saying that they don't have champions. Like they don't have the they don't have the Aloys. They don't have the um, Nathan Drakes. They don't have like you know these iconic characters that associate it with your said console. Um, they don't have. Like even when it even when you think of Metal Gear Solid and you think of Snake, I think of PlayStation. <laughs> I don't even think of Xbox because these people have created this realm of they. It's like they 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 understand the appeal of pushing a character, not the game, but the character, making this character long lasting, making this character bigger than life. Um, uh, Kratos, you know, Kratos was a freaking bum. He killed his family. I mean, it's like, it's these weird characters that don't really make sense, but not a most beloved. And they turn them around and they actually focus on character development. Like if they come out with another Ghost of Tsushima game, I expect Jin, the mute that didn't really talk much to actually have something to say. I would rather have... Another infamous, obviously with Second Son and the first infamous, uh, they kind of, the the first infamous characters, they kind of dropped off and they did the Second Son or whatever. But at least that that franchise had um, multiple entries before they did that. So you kind of got got stuck with this character, even though he's not like the biggest brand for that company. He was kind of in that PS3 area where there's plenty of other bigger characters that he just got shunned out but simply put that was their champion for that game and that and kind of created this these bubbles these groups of people that want to look forward to certain things and honestly i feel like microsoft has a bunch of faceless games and, and make it and, and, and grab it onto bethesda makes it worse but um I just truly believe they have a faceless company uh, outside of like Master Chief, Marcus, and I mean, I, I'm, I'm really having a hard time naming four. Um, I'm really am. It's their fault. I'm not saying it's not their fault. I'm saying Man, that. What do you mean? Cortana's iconic. 
Yeah, they they dead way too much. I'm like, bro, stop giving us hell, bro. Do something different. Nah, man, y'all go hell on each other. I mean, I, we dead, but y'all keep giving it to us. You want something else? Yeah, they they have a they don't have that. I mean, I I I even with with the with the companies that they did bring back and stuff like that. When we used to talk, when we used to talk about Destiny from that when it when it mattered when it was trying to sell consoles. All those characters belong to me. They be, in my mind, they belong to the Xbox. I mean, to the PlayStation because simply they had more of the stuff, and that's where most people wanted to play it. Anyway, it was like even if they didn't spend the money to make it exclusive, they championed certain things to try to make it feel like this was the this was exclusive exclusivity on this side of, of the map. When in all reality, yeah. they would change. It, it really wasn't. It was the same elsewhere, but it was like. They did things to make it make you feel as if, you know, Lord Shacks and all of these, you know, Kate Six and all these people were just. I will say, uh, Call of Duty is the perfect example of that where Sony is good at making a strong case for their brand to be associated with different titles. Because Xbox was, I mean, uh, Call of Duty was like primarily a Xbox franchise during the 360 because that's where most people played it and playing on the ps3 actually sucked just because like they didn't have a good online infrastructure and then sony went and flipped that somehow just based off oh we got exclusive maps we got uh you know brand new content even though those weren't the best call of duty games they they got they the message the to say like this yeah if you this is where you movie, should play. play this is where you should play. This is what, like, I, 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 I have to admit the, 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 and I can't call them AR. Um, the, the marketing team on PlayStation far outweighs the marketing team on Microsoft. I feel like they make bad decision after bad decision, and they kind of create this narrative that they don't have any idea of what they're doing. And I'm not yeah, sure I, if I feel it's... Like it's... I feel like they just have, like, normal, normalized corporate people at Microsoft, but the people at Sony actually know what's going on games. in the community <laughs> and what people want to see. Of course they're going to go out and buy Bungie. It's not like it's not a... It's not like they, they, they're not... Bungie makes quality. I can understand that purchase so much more than Bethesda. <laughs> I understand the purchase of Bungie more than I understand the Bethesda. Simply put, quantity over quality has never worked. What is wrong with you? But they still try time and time again. Yeah, they Bungie had got one it. game and their price tag was the same as Bethesda, but uh that was the better for me I think that's the better purchase for your brand. That like, is I don't the know, better like, purchase. Yeah. Bar none, that is the better purchase simply because once Bungie comes out with their next game, people are going to gravitate to it. No, regardless of what people think, Bungie is still those guys. It, it, it's, it, it's not hard to showcase what makes Bungie good. It is super hard to showcase what makes Bethesda good. You cannot say janky mechanics and a strong, you know, 
character design and the ability to do a lot helps because you got that in Fallout 76. You have that in Elder Scrolls. You have that in these older titles that have not shown maturity. They have not shown growth. They keep releasing the same game. What don't you get? These companies don't even have a clue of what they what's the next thing. And you champion Starfield as the big deal. And it comes out and it's dropping frames. And you literally look like it looks like a last gen. It don't like last gen. It just don't look next gen. It looks like somewhere in between. It's just like, what were y'all thinking, man? Um, but that is not my point. My point was simply to put that they make this, they made this whole, first off, they put the pressure on themselves. When you buy companies like this and you expect, you expect some revisions, you expect something to change, nothing literally changed. This is Bethesda's first initial showcasing in the last, um, two years really they had the COVID pandemic and they had the thing where it was like smaller wasn't that big and then now they had this and all you show is Starfield and Redfall I don't show I, I don't know who made that decision but it was very stupid it makes you feel like it makes it feel like Microsoft got robbed and they really shouldn't have got that amount of money they should have got a billion dollars not even I don't even know how much that should have cost but it shouldn't have been seven if you, if you only got Starfield out of it, it shouldn't have been seven. I mean, you got a lot of talent over there, but it sounds like it's not a whole lot of miles to feed and they ain't feeding you. So what is the point? What is the point of having you? I just, sometimes I feel like, and then the, the two games that they came out that were Bethesda games that were at least decent, PlayStation took <laughs> PlayStation said, hey, yo, let me get those. They ain't buy the company. They bought the games that mattered. <laughs> they was like, um, hey, yo, let me get that. Hey, yo, let me get that. So I can show that we still have games. We still have games that actually people might want to play that shows quality. And let me get those. And you keep Starfield. I don't think nobody's going to want to play it. And I, and, and honestly, I don't want to play Starfield, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to go into it thinking that way. Cause it could be something Special. It could be something like Mass Effect. It could be really a special game, but knowing Todd, knowing Todd, because everybody he has a, he has a, he has a history. Knowing Todd, in my opinion, um, and going back to try to play Skyrim, in my opinion, doesn't hold weight to me. Even going back to play Bungie's Destiny, or going back to play Bungie's Halo Two. Like, it doesn't hold. It doesn't hold its weight, in my opinion. It does not hold a candle to it. I'm that, That's just me, though. I'm, I'm not saying... I, obviously, I enjoy shooters over um, those types of first-person action games. But to that same token, I go back and I play Persona 4. I go back and I play Persona... Like, I will go back and play those games. And they, they fit into a different, you know, genre. And guess who guess who owns these games that really are meaningful, you know, celebrations in my brain? It's always Sony. It's always in my brain they get the bigger share of it, even if they own both consoles. Why is that? 
because they truly can understand the thought process behind champion games, championing the, the characters, and really showcasing that they care about how they present things. Now, do they do the best job at it all the time? No. And most of the time, they're getting down on customers. Um, but when it comes to them games, you can't deny it. They have like probably the best curation of games that's possibly out there. Uh, outside of Nintendo, but Nintendo, you know, Nintendo, Nintendo. They, they're not trying to fight that fight. But outside of that, like truly to stand up against the PC in itself and still be something people more gravitate towards than anything. When PC got a plethora of games and they got the whole, they, they, they got the whole world in their hands, really. I mean, they can emulate, they can do all of this and still PlayStation finds its space and really does it by far the best. It, 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 it shows the lack of, the the lack of experience it just shows that even if you put phil spencer at the top great guy by the way he has never seen what it really takes to make from ground up to build a gaming company nintendo has sony has Microsoft, they just, they just have it. They already started with success. It was like, what? I, I think that's truly why they don't get it. They look at it from a number standpoint, analyze it, and they figure if we sell more Game Pass subscriptions, regardless of what we put out, people are, cannot deny the the profit, the 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 the, the proposition of the the value proposition i'm sorry they cannot deny the value proposition when truly do you not see what's happening with netflix like that value go down people out that there's people that there's competitors there's there's going to be a time where playstation is going to jump jump in and what you're going to do when they bring their games with them like microsoft you cannot be this naive that you feel like you're going to have the top spot forever and you cannot mm-hmm. start your showcase with pure mediocrity like that you are just losing your grip on the the goodwill you have per, built up over the last year and a half you cannot build up goodwill to let it just fall below the to the wayside because you feel that Game Pass is your champion. What happens when people come and they take your cookies, bro? Like, this is simple. Like, it doesn't take a genius to understand the concept that people go where the quality is. HBO Max is going is getting better for a reason. There's quality over there in Warner Brothers. There's there's things that people want to watch. That Netflix ain't gonna have. And if they try to build that quality, yes, they got their Stranger Things. Yes, they have their 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 different TV shows that that pe- make make people want to start back coming back. But at this point in time, like once I finish Stranger Things, I don't need Netflix no more. I don't really need it, honestly. Like 
Ozark is finished. The the game, the stuff that I really cared for, like times change, man. I just want people to, I just want them to understand that times change. If you take your foot off people's neck for a little bit, you're allowing not only and I and I and I it's not that I don't I don't think I, it's not that I think Sony can do it better, but if you set the bar so low, Sony can do stuff like the PlayStation Essentials and extra. And they, and they get away with it because you over here throwing out pure garbage and they probably can compete with you. That's what, that's what don't, I really don't get it. I really just like, I feel like, um, that it's in, it's in the same pattern for them. I don't, I don't see the ground up work. I thought buying studios was the ground up work, but in reality, buying studios does not make the company or Microsoft see gaming differently. Only truly people that have the power to make them see gaming differently is losses. Like they have to understand that tr that the 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 characters that you build in these worlds are so much larger than what you could ever expect. Why do you think Sony is making video games and movies and they're turning all that crap into movies? Why do you think Sonic is out here with Sonic the Hedgehog 2? Like there's you not going you're not getting away with it by putting Vin Diesel on Narc. That's for sure. It's I just think they make really bad decisions. I don't, I don't even think Ark is a game but why showcase that? <laughs> it's been in beta for years and everybody has seen it, understand it. You show no gameplay and expect people to get excited. Why? Why am I excited for a game I've already been able to play? The hype the, is gone. The strongest <laughs> character, uh, most iconic Jesus Vin Diesel. Nice, man. I really wish I could just talk to them as they make these stupid decisions. I'm not trying to get them to beat Sony. I'm not trying to even champion one over the other. It's simply yeah, I, stupidity. At this point, I don't... Like you said, I don't even want them like trying to beat Sony either. But they're not putting in the work to build their brand. Like I want to see these xbox ips be good like i want people to be excited for your new halo games and stuff like that but they're not yeah. putting in the work to uh not take care of those all, um qualities i mean those um those ips because like you know everybody loves walking dead when it came out but over time it's gonna diminish and unless you're like have something new or you're putting in the work to make it better it's just going to decrease over time and so like no matter what like you if you just keep showing forza they look great i i can never deny that but like if you're not i don't know you you can't just keep showing a good uh, a good game every now and then like you have to show some great and even like, oh my god, I've never seen this before. Like at least once a generation, and they can't. They have not they have to done do that. that. They haven't done that in any generation. They had three sixty, yeah, yeah. one, PlayStation done it multiple times already, and that just shows the level of commitment. It shows 
it, it, it really drives it home, the level of commitment Sony has. And that's why I will always buy a Sony console. Even if I hate them in general, I, I do not like how they run their company. I don't like how lacking they are in in their in their 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 PR or yeah the public relations just are is atrocious. But I'm still gonna buy their consoles because when those champion games come out, God of War, Aloy, when I when I when I when I want to play those games, because I know I will, the hype will be there. Final Fantasy, even Final Fantasy. I'm not a Final Fantasy fan. But they did something when they took the game and made it exclusive <laughs> and said, you got to play. If you want to play with Cloud, you like that sword, you like how he look now, you come over here, bro. You got to come over here. You can't come. You can't play it over there. Even that one move that makes it even it, it just makes it worse for them. I understand what the stance means that we don't want to you know, do certain things to kind of create that. Um, and we want overall, overall, Microsoft just won't profit. They don't really want to hold off that nobody else can play. But trust me, bro, y'all playing two different games. Microsoft, you, I feel like, see, that's, and that's another thing. I don't even incorporate Microsoft with, I incorporate Microsoft as an umbrella of everything. When I incorporate Sony, I just talk about the PlayStation. Like Sony is a movie brand. Sony is like they they, and they, they movies are trash, but <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> most of the time and it's like they still around because of PlayStation. <laughs> dude, and um they got they bought certain things. Like I said, they bought Spider-Man and now that's one of the biggest things. And they can't, and you know, you know, Disney had to play ball. Literally, they had to go back and say, we just split it 50-50 with you, bro. Just to get Spider-Man. And, you know, they kept it. That was probably one of the biggest acquisitions or even biggest purchases they could probably ever make. Because it's just going to pay off tenfold. Spider-Man is obviously the biggest superhero in the world. And now that's associated with what? Sony. PlayStation. And always will be. So I I, I I can't stress it enough. When you playing chess and so and Microsoft is playing checkers. They just want the end goal. They want that one quick move and they feel like they got it. They feel like, ooh, we got twelve, we got forty games coming out next twelve us. <laughs> Come play them. Like, yo, I won't play none of them. I don't want to play any of them. I don't care to play any of them. I wouldn't spend $60 for none of them. So that just devalues your, <laughs> that devalues you. Do you not get that? That devalues you. Like, do you not realize that pay people <laughs> are still paying more for Sony games right now? Their, their games that they're bringing out, like, and I can't say that because you know what? Horizon was underwhelming in sales. I think, I think, I, I think I read an article about that, but, um, the fact that they still have people going out to buy $60 games while you exist in Game Pass. Yeah, well, yes, again, $70 games, PlayStation 4s, people own PlayStation 4s still, and they, like Terrence, perfect example. He had plenty of times to buy Xbox. 
said, nah, I'm straight. I'm going to keep playing my PS4. He finally got his PS5 like, oh, two weeks ago. And he's been super excited. And he said he's going to go buy Spider-Man. He's going to go buy the games that freaking matter. And like I said, Terrence is not a big gamer. But he knows what's associated with Sony. Quality. And that's the only thing that matters. When it comes at the end of the day, you're, I cannot, like, you know how hard it was to convince Jalen to even buy an Xbox and he still don't even want it really. He just has it. So it's, it's like, do you not understand the fight you fight? <laughs> the fight you fight and it's showcasing that you're, you as a brand, as a company is worth the dollar. And, and, and you you kind of you win in so many aspects that we want you to win in the one that matters the most. <laughs> Why can't you win in the one that matters the most? Games. Why? Why can't you win in that one? Why can't you have a win? And I just I, I guess I'm I'm done talking because I talk too much. But yeah. Why can't you have a win? That is really the overall picture of me. This is the whole thing about it. Why can't you just have a win? I don't think that's the... I don't think you ever will. I just don't think that's in you, honestly. Um, and the more I, more I see it, more I realize. And yeah, you're buying a bunch of studios. Yeah, you got a lot of money. Yeah, they could possibly get a winner for you. Because it's just not you. Um, but they really... I, I, I really think... What it boils down to is that lack of under that lack of experience, the lack of ability to grow a company from the ground up, a gaming company at that, and really showcase why it's important to buy my system. They never had to do that. Halo was a win off the bat, and it was once and done. What was what? What else came? What was like a truly smash hit? They they really got so lucky with just Halo. Like, and that was one of their biggest lineups. And they barely got the they barely got that game. I was watching a doc about Xbox. And yeah, they bought that. Maybe. Yeah. They barely got it because they was trying to pitch it to Apple. And they didn't want nothing to do with gaming. So that's the only reason. It's like your default, your win, your biggest win was a default win, not something that brung to you, but you saw that you needed a lineup and you decided, hey, let's take a chance. And that chance paid off significantly. But when have they ever went out and really did some AR and really did some research on great games? When did that start? I don't think it ever started. I think... Phil's trying. He's trying to get over in Japan, but ain't nobody opening the door for you, Phil. It's Sony. Big Sony over there. Ain't nobody opening the door for you. So, what can you do? Can you create the games yourself? No. <laughs> Obviously. that's the, So, you buy stuff. But, but to come out to this showcase and show what you just spent, well, what, like, probably 50 bill, you pay 50 bill for all these companies and you show 12 months of DLC, 
indie games, frame drops, and a co-op full player. You going out? It's going outside, bro. That, that that's really you can sum it up just like that. That's it's going out bad, and if you don't see that, I feel I feel bad for you. I feel bad for you to be that so drunken by the this Microsoft stand that you can't even see when they pretty much would rather sell you Game Pass than give you a good game. <clears throat> That's it. That's it. That's all I got. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts on, um, what are your thoughts on fixing it, Josh? Because I, I always love to leave a, a bad situation with a solution. What's your thoughts on fixing it? Um, I don't know. There's, I feel like it, it, they can fix it. Uh, I don't think that it's, it will be fixed soon. I was hoping that they already start putting in the, in the work to like fix those problems, but it doesn't seem like they, they haven't shown that they've actually done it. I feel like they just need to curate or incubate like a, a couple teams at this point. Um, and give them the freedom to be to make whatever they want and like really push them to make like the highest quality game that they they can and it's not like like you were saying like they they have limits on how much they want people to work and they don't want to like overwork people and stuff like that because that's not good for their company health either um but at the same time it's like you know you you got these studios you have a lot of talented people like they you, there's no way that you can't find a group of people who can make some uh, great games because a lot of these people have been around the industry. Some of them probably been at Sony, and, like they've seen the inner workings and they probably have experience. And they just need to, you know, really uh, incubate a team so that in the, in four years they can have like the fruits of their labor and it can really show like this is the best we have and it shows and i think they they can do it because like capcom can do it and like you know even though square enix doesn't always have the highest quality stuff they we know that there is talent there and they they can show like we uh we understand the technology we're very creative we got great artists and like we can put it all together and i i want that for microsoft maybe they need to take those more experienced teams like uh the coalition and have them make something else (laughs) please Uh, i'm so sick of gears go ahead yeah yeah or like you know take the coalition and like you and bethesda y'all gonna work on a project together and like make something new like you you have a lot of people and so just make it that that's the biggest thing because i feel like Everything else on Microsoft is good. Like I like their console. I like their services that they offer. It's still, I think, the best um, infrastructure uh, of any console. But they just have to back it up with the actual software. Um, and yeah, I, I I don't think it's. I don't know. I don't feel like it's impossible or it's too hard. But obviously, it's not. There are some issues with Microsoft being able to do it. 
Yeah, I feel like they don't take the time to showcase and provide real true like value to a a character. Like even if they create something that's, you know, impactful, um it's just like they don't see the the ben they don't see the they don't see the value in that work. They don't see the value in it. They found, yeah. like, the game will speak for itself. When sometimes that's not true. Like, there's been plenty of times where a trailer or a, an additional look, another, um, a different perspective, talking about why the world is, is, is unique, that has sold me on a game more than just the name and the trailer. Like, that 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 matters it matters a lot and i don't know i just think that um whoever is working over there at sony obviously the state of plays is a is a failure to me uh but before that when they actually curated a you know a conference they did it in a much better sense like remember when they only show like four games Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, and something else. Literally, they they made that an experience. <laughs> like they did things to create this overwhelming hype for the true games that they do. And like, I mean, obviously, music is a is a huge, you know, motivator and like a real. It, it, pr- it provides a a sense of. Uh, I don't know how to say it, but it, it, it provides more than what you could actually um, do just by showing something like the orchestra coming out for God of War. And then as he showed off his face and showed the, the final character reveal for this new character and the whole crowd went crazy. Like those types of moments. I mean, I, I guess their equivalent is dropping a car from the ceiling. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've seen him drop a card from the ceiling uh, for a Forza game, but their marketing team sucks. <laughs> and that's just the end of it. They suck. They really suck. Um, even Flintlock, I would have paid them a little bit more. If the game not, if the game garbage, I understand that, but it doesn't look garbage. So maybe take some time to understand the character. And provide more details about what she's going on and what's what she's fighting for, because that's what they did with Horizon, like, and, and they did with Aloy, like, they talked about it, and then they not only talked about it, but they showed why you should be care about her, and it looks interesting, but <sighs> they'd rather spend a lot of money on scorn, and I have no idea why they even greenlighted scorn. I don't know if that's even a... That's a council exclusive. (sighs) (laughs) I really think that was a freebie. They said, hey, can you give us some money to keep making this game? And they said, sure. Because that is a a terrible pick for a game to be exclusive to your council. Um, Cocoon might be cool, but it's another one of those limbo games. Um, Not too big. 
not too impactful. It's kind of like Tunic. Tunic is probably a great game, and I play a decent amount of it. But Tunic ain't selling no consoles. Like, I understand what you're doing. You're providing a curated list of games like Netflix that you feel. But they also got to have their juggernauts. They can't just be putting out Squid Games and hoping that it, it takes off. Because Squid Game was just another game, that, that a show they picked up. The reason it took off is because people really enjoyed it. but And people talked about it a bunch of in different ways. My uh, Netflix didn't put no money behind it. They, you know, the game, the stuff they put their money behind is those big shows that they want you to know about. Um, they don't do much advertising anyway, but still, they do a decent amount when it comes to their games, the stuff that has already been proven. Um, and especially those that they put a big budget on, like you know, uh, I forget the name that was the movie that came out with um, Ryan Reynolds and The Rock or something, Red something, whatever. But um, they put money behind it. Those were showing in theaters, stuff like that. You just have to, you really have to put money behind your stuff. And, yeah. I don't know, bro. They even got Mojang over there. That was a big, that was a good purchase. I ain't gonna hold you. Mojang was a good purchase. Because they build quality stuff. And they build stuff that actually works. But, Minecraft Legends... Oh, man. I'm just disappointed. That's all. And I don't feel like Activision was the move. They should have bought EA. EA mm-hmm. has plenty of stuff over there that does that does better. And they actually have... Like... I don't like how EA is incorporating microtransactions. But I do like how they're pushing Respawn's head to do more stuff in other areas. Because simply put, he know how to make games. Um, and that's it. And that was a Call of Duty guy. Who had Call of Duty first. Microsoft. I just feel like they just they just fumbled a bag, man. They had Titanfall. They had that guy in his they room. They had that guy mm-hmm. in, in certain ways where they could probably get in touch with him and reach out to him. Obviously, that was an EA published game. Um, at that time, I don't know if Respawn was under EA in that way. I mean, maybe they just had the publishing rights or whatever, but I don't remember. But when, I know uh, soon after that, Respawn was bought by EA, I think for Titanfall 2. And then that's when Titanfall 2, and they had that whole debacle about how they just played them and everything. But <clears throat> simply put, they had some pe- people in their court that they could have kept. Um, they could have kept Bungie. They could have kept so many things, bro. They're, they're denying to play, make make a uh, Marvel game. I just, I just feel like, um, yeah, they make really bad decisions when it comes to the gaming situation. And um, I keep saying the same thing over, and I don't want this pod to just be about me articulating the mm-hmm. same points. But overall, they did a bad job. Uh, pretty bad showing, and. Please do better. Hopefully Tuesday isn't truly just extended looks at everything. Hopefully Tuesday is actually looking at beyond. Not just that, you know, 12 months. Maybe it's looking beyond into the future and they actually truly showcase some stuff. Um, That's really going to make us, you know, want to continue to put hope into this company. So we will see. Uh, And I think... After that, it was really just talking about 
Um, it was that Xbox and then Sonic Frontier. <laughs> uh, and then you take the lead on this one, Jay Boyd. <laughs> no, we that's next what we have with time, but uh, shoot, Sonic Frontiers, where I start. I mean, <laughs> I think I think what they trying to do is innovative. I should say I don't think it's necessarily good. Um, I mean, we're saying Sonic Frontiers. I don't know if y'all are saying like the, I guess like the first trailers and stuff like that, but it was a lot of. I don't. It, it wasn't no enemies and stuff. People was wondering a lot about the combat and things like that. But I don't know. I, I think with Sega and everything like that, I just kind of got my expectations low with Sonic. Um, like Deontay had mentioned previously, um, no, he's talking about like Microsoft and things like that. But uh, Sonic, they doing something else too. They they got movies and stuff coming out too. So and their movies been doing pretty well apparently. But um, they game and stuff like that. They kind of been at a standstill ever since like Sonic Generations and or you can't even say like Sonic Unleashed and stuff because that's kind of where they had they like peak with between that generations and colors but um I don't know how I feel about the open world I mean Sonic is supposed to be a little like a I guess like a platformer game like high speed they used to always incorporate like time trials and different things like that that you can do in the game but with this open world aspect to it I don't really know how fast can he really run and stuff like that. Um, he's supposed to break sound barriers and stuff like that, but he don't seem like he's moving that fast in the game. I think the world looks nice and everything, but um, it's just how many zones is it going to be, I guess? Is it just going to be all this, this uh, mountainous terrain that he's on with all the grass and stuff, this serene place or whatever? Is it going to be like, he's going to have like lava levels or ice levels or different little weird places like where there's like a carnival or stuff like that, but I don't know. I just don't. It's hard. It's too early to really say anything, even though the game's supposed to come out at the end of this year. But um, it just don't. It don't look that enticing for you, like man. I really want to play the game. They showed a little bit of combat stuff like that. Then looks super interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll just see where they going with the game and stuff like that. I'm not saying that it's just L's and stuff like that. But I mean, if you look at Sega track record with Sonic and stuff like that, the community pretty divided. So. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just—it's not enough to to kind of call it. Um, but I, what I will say is, is that uh, Sonic, at least, is trying to reinnovate itself and um, showcase a little bit a different appeal. Um, not saying it's gonna work, but at least they're trying. Um, I can I can respect it. I just think that the super realistic look might cause it to lack a very much so needed grounded. Like I I, I don't know how you can say is is grounding a, a a fast hedgehog, but grounding the character in the world. If he looks yeah. detached from the world and he looks. Um, like he's floating and not belong, it kind of takes you out the experience as if it's lacking. Um, Zelda looks like he's supposed to be in that world because the artistic design was well thought out. Um, this looks like they literally use Unreal Engine to create the world and then they drop Sonic in it. Um, that's what causes me to 
take a step back and be like, well, did you actually put the time in? Um, did you actually really try to make this game good? Or are you just trying to make a quick buck? Um, is this another Sonic Forces? Or are you actually going to try this time? So I can give them points for trying a different concept. But I will not give them points for the for the variety and the current uh, graphics and design that they have chosen. The arti yeah. artistic division is going to fail it in a lot of ways, in my opinion. I feel like it has a couple issues, but like the art style for me is probably the biggest. Not oh. one. I don't think Sonic looks good in like the realistic style. I didn't think it looked good. In and Sonic 06 or, or whatever stuff like that but the main thing is that nowadays with graphics looking so good you can have a realistic art style but it still feel like uh unique like Ghost of Tsushima mm -hmm. it it looks very realistic but also there's no game out that looks like it uh right. where Sonic doesn't have that uh ability because they it's a very basic realistic looking game and it doesn't really work for Sonic and maybe they should have put some time to make it more cartoonish, like Mario or, or whatever, where those games, you know, Mario Odyssey still looks like a good game because it has a unique style that's unique to Mario. Um, and that probably would have worked better for Sonic in this situation. Uh, the, the second thing is that I don't know how good the game is or if the open world is fun. But their marketing for the game has been trash because, like, all the trailers that they've put out have been not showing the best parts of the game. And, like, it's something that uh, I had to learn as well, like, just working on different projects. Like, it, it doesn't matter how much you put in the game if, like, what you're showing is not the best. Like, nobody wants to see a 10-minute a trailer that's not good. They'd rather see a a minute and a half trailer that's like only the best stuff so um they whatever is going on with the game uh i would like to just see something better for it like what was your your vision for it and um like you know convince me that this is good for sonic uh open world because i mean open world sonic doesn't sound bad because like like Jalen said, Sonic runs fast, and like it would make sense for him to be in a big environment, um, but it, they haven't justified it just yet. Yeah, with the with the significant amount of pop in, if they would have went with a more cartoony style and kept it in that same realm, it could probably hit better. But I think they went with a cheaper engine, something that's pre generation, and will allow the assets in it, and it just show it just. It screams mediocrity, um, in my opinion. Now I could be wrong, but it just it's it it just screams to me when I look at it. I'm looking at it right now. It screams we really didn't want to try that hard, and um, even with the animation, even with Sonic's runtime and how he builds up his run, they could have tried harder on that piece. Like literally, this guy floats and he's moving his feet is moving faster than the way he the, than the amount of spaces he's making like his walk yeah for, animation for sonic in the open world he should be like hyperspeed like the flash <laughs> game bro 
I'm trying to tell you. The movement, everything, this it's just they have rings. They have like they should have made a Forza Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. They um they have gears. They already they have like rails just floating in the air. Like even if they try to make it, even if they even explain the reason and why the rails and the gravity is just like, suspending rails in the air would have helped in building out the world. But they just plopped down. They literally plopped down gameplay with little to no explanation. And it causes me to think you phone this in. I'm sorry, but it does. It doesn't really help your case. Like, I can't say that, oh, this makes sense why he's on this island. This makes sense why he's doing this and why these things are suspended in the air. This makes sense why, you know, like, I can make sense of Zelda, right, when I first saw it. Even the floating plateaus. Obviously, they have history of doing things like that. But um, it, it, it makes sense in that realm. Sonic World hasn't really been built in that way so you have to explain some things you can't just let it leave it up to interpretation because what then we're going to interpret is that you just got floating rails running around the world and you really didn't have a reason to do it outside of to make him look and move faster and that just i screams... mean my... you can go ahead no go ahead my only thing about that is like if if you're gonna say something like that too um you have to go all the way back into the first Sonic game when you're in Eggman's base and then you got spikes and random pitfalls and all this other type of stuff. And why yeah. do Eggman got all this type of stuff in his base? Like, Eggman can't platform all this type of stuff. Eggman gonna kill itself. So, I mean, I'm not saying, like, what you're saying is invalid, but it's just a point that, like, I the think fact that it's not nothing new. Space, if bro. it's for Sonic, platforming like, is different. Yeah, but it's, it's Sonic, though, like, Sonic yeah, I think... always got rails. Sonic always got loops. Sonic always got speed boost thingies. Sonic always got spikes. Like regardless of whatever context and whether you're in a carnival was... where people are supposed to have fun, or if you're in an open world, or if you even in somebody crib, like there's just rails or something. This is just kind of like it don't make sense, but it's just something you just like. All right, I get what y'all are trying to do. Y'all are trying to do it for the game. Like, all right, that's it. No, bro. Yeah, so, I, I agree with Jalen stuff bro no i can't but, agree with that but continue but you need super realistic they did it in sonic 06 too that i, I would say the game, game still wasn't good if you i'm not saying that it was good but i'm just saying like as, as much as y'all say that the game is realistic it doesn't look that realistic can it be more cartoony i wholeheartedly agree like they should definitely go to the route of ration and claim and make something cartoony and then optimize it from that standpoint because it's gonna make the game look better they don't need to when you start met mission real world stuff and you get what you got in Sonic 06 and that junk look filthy. Like it don't it don't look good. But I mean now I couldn't say like why is there a tower that I need to climb up and then do rails and run this little platform and Sonic get on the wall and then he did just neglect gravity and runs up the wall. Like I can say issues like that, but the rails and stuff like that is just kinda like it's a it's a it's a small thing compared to like I would say the bigger issue. Like I said, he can get on the wall, he don't run that fast, and he just negating gravity like that. That looked it. That didn't look good. Like that looked it horrible. Like that didn't make sense. Um, I could see if he I hit like a boost and give him. I would rather them give him 
abilities than to provide rails throughout the world that just are placed and floating. I'm sorry. It, it just does not look right. So but I'm not saying the rails are that, like excellent and stuff like that. It's just something that if you played a lot of Sonic games, maybe I'm, I'm coming from a biased standpoint. I played a bunch of Sonic games. No, I would say it makes sense just like the pipes make sense in Mario. Like, they never explain the pipes. The pipes have no reason other than you jump in a pipe and you come out somewhere else. All the Sonic games have rails. Even, like, my favorite Sonic game is, like, you're in space and there are literally highways and highways of rails that are never explained, but you just ride on the rails and that's fun. I think that the disconnect is, like, this is the gameplay and... Uh, we put it there for gameplay purposes. It just doesn't fit in the world. It don't uh, serve I just anything. Think that, yeah, I just think that the world is not strong enough to justify it. So, so for example, if if the world was just like floating islands and there are rails connecting the world, that would make more sense. But this is just an open playing field. Nothing interesting about it. It's just an open playing field with a couple rails placed on it. And they're trying to play Sonic in Breath of the Wild environment and that just doesn't work but if they made like uh what's that first level on sonic 2 city escape like it's the the city and if they can make something artistically that it doesn't have to be cartoony it just has to fit sonic style sonic style is these floating platforms you moving fast and they got spikes so make that because like they they've done that in the past with like uh what chemical plant zone and like this is an interesting environment make chemical plant zone in 3D, don't make an open playing field and put it in 3D. Yeah, like, that's yeah, the problem. And, and I mean, <laughs> and and I'm not saying that there's. I'm not disagreeing to its entirety with the rails being there. Like the rails, I don't need any context or why the rails there, but I do need, like you said, a purpose that the rails are there. The fact that he was just, I, I, I mean, I seen a couple of trailers. I could be quoting this wrong and stuff like, or you know, remembering this wrong, but. I remember him climbing some tower thing and using rails and getting on the wall and neglecting gravity and all this other type of stuff. And it just didn't look good. It wasn't serving a point. Why are you climbing up to the tower of this thing anyway? Like, what are you going to do? Is it a viewpoint? Like, now if the rails did something where it took you to, like, a different zone and you hit some type of portal and then went to, like, another part of the island or something like that, then that's cool. Or if it helped yeah. you avoid some type of enemies. But the rail was literally there just kind of, like... That's because yeah, right, you go to the end of the rail, you jump off of it, and then you just back on the ground again. Like, okay, so why did I take my time to go up this rail? If it's an open world, I'm supposed to be exploring something. I'm not exploring nothing. I literally took this rail to go catch a spring at the end of it to go right back to the ground. Like, that's that. that they that's copy mechanics from other games that don't make sense. Like, there doesn't need to be a tower. Like, they're copying towers because towers in open in open world games. Yeah, but I mean, if they wanted to do that and it helped you get like a viewpoint or something or well, yeah, that's what I mean. They're, they're copying or something like it, that to open the map not, up. That's different. They're not using it correctly. They're just copying it because it it exists in the other games. Like, for for example, like uh, you know, Jalen good at basketball and and he got a sweet jumper, and I'm gonna just shoot like Jalen, and that's it, and I'm gonna be good. <laughs> no, that's wrong. <laughs> See, it don't, it don't. Yeah, it just don't serve no purpose. Like, I, I completely get that. And um, and I'm not saying that it can't be a good game. I'm just saying that there's a lot of going against it right now that's causing me to think otherwise. Um, combat seems okay. Seems like it's um 
a decent enough to kind of get by. I just wish it might. I, I hope that it's it, it's 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 um just a little bit more expansive than what it is right now, and um a little bit more flashy. Um, I grant it. I don't need it to be super flashy, but I just I just think because it's a Sonic game, there should be some more cut-ins, some more zoom-ins for the camera effects. There should be some more intense intensity to the to the shots uh, sometimes because it it he's he's meant to be running fast, um, and sometimes if you lose that momentum, it just doesn't feel as if you're going. The fastest it just seems slower now i am finding gameplay on the youtube that is much better than the f gameplay i've seen um from ign yeah the it's, ign footage was just trash it was so <laughs> trash so there's 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 that, that that is providing me hope that this might be a case of sh not showing well um but at the same time you you're not changing the world you're not changing hard aspects of it like the rails so explanations matter to me at this point and especially when it comes to i'm not telling you to explain why this hedgehog can run fast i'm trying to say explain to me why i should take this floating rail over just speeding past in the open world why why are the floating rails taking me from point a to point z and why does Items floating in the air make this game fun. Because literally, I can stay on the ground and do most of that. I can go run up some, you know, more realistic um, tunnels. You can create, um, you know, dungeons where you go underground and you have these big, vast, um, you know, areas where you have to get through it quickly. And there's like challenges to how to do so. Um, and I mean, that's, that's, that's probably something they thought of because guess what? They just kind of ripped off what they ripped off for Breath of the Wild. But um, the, the lack of, of polish, the lack of art direction just tells me that it was rushed. So... I'm not expecting much. My expectations are very low, um, but always nice to have a surprise every now and again. So that's pretty much all I got for Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, but yeah, I I think I think we talked about a lot, and hopefully it was interesting. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I didn't want to rant for long, but it, it just happens that way because, um, I feel like a lot of their problems are solvable and Xbox just doesn't get it. So that one probably is going to, it's, it, it's always going to get me to a point where it's like, stop being, stop being stupid. Uh, but that's what they do. So I can't really say nothing. Um. But I, my expectation is if you spend a lot of money, you should have some type of results. If you should, if you're spending that much money, some of the quality should persist. Um, Bethesda has made Doom, not Bethesda, but the companies that they bought that under Bethesda, they have made great games. I will, I would love for you to showcase 
what they're working on, not Bethesda in, in itself. Obviously, you showed it off, and the results are the results. You know what you paid for. Um, so, Tango Gameworks, they're much better at animations, obviously. Doom, they're much better at animations, obviously. I think that's ID. Um, there's, there's so many companies under Bethesda that, yeah, it makes sense to buy Bethesda in its entirety, but don't spend money on their their games thinking that they're going to be worth it because at the end of the day, um, this is what you're going to get for Elder Scroll. I don't, I don't, I, I have no doubt in my mind that Elder Scrolls is going to be disappointing. And that's a big statement, but the amount of time that has passed, the amount of anticipation, the amount of care that Bethesda puts into Bethesda, I'm not talking about their companies below them, Bethesda puts into their games and the amount of time they have had to sit on it and still not shown it tells me all I need to know about Elder Scrolls and that new I, that new game. So, you hear it first here. The game is not going to be, it's not going to meet your expectations. And I'm not saying it's going to be a terrible game, but it's definitely not going to meet your expectations. And there's going to be other options out there that give you a much better experience. It might be from Oblivion. It might be from another Xbox camp. But, at the end of the day, stop waiting on Elder Scrolls. It just ain't going to live up to it. It ain't going to live up to your expectations. I can guarantee that. Um, I'm still trying to figure out why people care for them Elder Scrolls games like that, bro. I mean, I, I couldn't I could, I couldn't tell you, bro. I think I think we I think we missed that. I think we missed that um, that bus, to be honest, which is fine. Um, it wasn't a bust to miss. I've been the game don't the game ugly. Like it's simple. <laughs> Never mind. It's the podcast ending. Go ahead. I that that joke just pissed me off. And they keep coming out the game and they really getting off. But like, bro, they that game came out in like 2008, off. right? Or when that game come out? I think it's like 10, was 11. 2011. Okay, that game has. I've tried to play that game twice. My brother liked it, which is fine. I, I just feel like. Um, I couldn't get into it, not for graphics, but the polish. It's always polish for me. I'd be like, bro, I don't want to play your janky game because it's a good game underneath the, the jank. Even the after you patched it and patched it and patched it and patched it, got it to 60 FPS, I still can't play your janky game. I can't run up a hill and just keep hitting the wall and getting all the way up because that's what your game allows. Like sometimes I just feel like um, there's a lack of quality in Bethesda that will never be met for me in their games, um, and that's fine because I don't need to play their games. There's plenty of other games out there that's great. I just don't understand the champion of said games because Fallout Four. Did not meet the expectations of after Fallout 3. Um, Outer Worlds probably give you a better experience, a better story, and better polish. Um, and yet, it wasn't like the best-selling game out there. Um, 
So you already have Obsidian. Why go buy Bethesda? Obsidian is obviously the better company. In my opinion, they're the better company. As in regards to, they made probably the most coveted Fallout game, New Vegas. And they are making games of like, of said like of Bethesda. Why buy Bethesda? Why not just make that company much better than Bethesda? Obviously, you might want Doom. You might want those characters to be under your umbrella, which is fine. It makes sense in some ways. But 7 Bill is 7 Bill. And you probably could have made two, probably four very good games off of 7 Bill. Probably more than that. 7 Bill is a lot of money. It doesn't take that much to make a great game. It just takes the time and patience and the ability to understand that you can't rush those things. Um, and I think in some aspects... Yeah, they just target saw... niche areas so that they can have a the broadest reach. Because like Bethesda is not ever going to be for, for y'all. Uh, but it got a bit big enough draw that people are always going to come to it. So no, I agree. I think, I think that again, it's the whole, it's that whole aspect of uh, quality over quantity that, um, that really gets me. So, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I thank you guys for listening. I know this is a long one, but, um, there's a lot of stuff we wanted to talk about. Uh, but I want to thank you guys for getting this far. If you really got to the end of this, you're a real OG. Let me know what you guys think um, as well um, in the comment section because this will be posted on my YouTube channel at BCD Universe. If you want to discuss, if you have a difference of opinion, if you think that was a showcase was amazing, I hear you out. Man, I'm still going to call you crazy. Um, but yeah, that's thank you for listening. And we will talk to you guys in two weeks. Probably going to talk about what's going to be shown at that extended. Hopefully it's something more important. And yeah, thanks for listening. Peace.